Hey, this is Adam Verks, pastor at Glory Church. I'm so excited that you're tuning into our podcast today. I hope this message brings encouragement to you and reminds you of how God sees you. Now, let's get to the message. I'm excited to share with you a little bit this morning. Last week, uh, I started talking about what it means to stay on fire for the Lord and what that looks like. Uh, We talked about five key things in order for us to continue to fuel the fire that we have for the Lord and and to fuel the relationship that we have Him. So number one, we need to study the Word. Uh, Number two, we need to pray in the Spirit. Number three, we need to be in constant communication. Four, spend time in worship. And then last but not least, we need to be consistent. Uh, So today we're actually going to dive into number three. I'm not going into order. Um, We're going to dive into number three. Not the first first or, or the second, but number three. So being in constant communication. So let me ask you a question. Uh, have you ever been in a conversation with somebody who you may or may not be you know, with or know, uh, and, and that person is staring at their phone, the TV, something, right? They're distracted. How many of y'all have ever been in a situation like that where you're trying to have a conversation and somebody's more interested in what's going on on their phone versus what you're actually saying? What usually happens in that scenario? It's happened to me in my marriage far too many times. Uh, usually what ends up happening is Shri will look at me and say, did you hear that? And I, well, sorry, what did you say? What? What, what did I miss? Um, so it's important for us in that situation, usually we miss things, right? We're distracted. We are sometimes in a position where it's not even, we're not even aware of what's happening around us. We're distracted. Does that other person sometimes even realize it? Sometimes you're having a well-meaning conversation and you get the, "Uh uh-huh, yep, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. I'm sure all of you all been there. You all been there, right? Maybe you're the person saying, yep, mm mm-hmm, or you've received that. We've all been there, right? Usually it tends to, I'm sorry, can you repeat yourself, right? Sorry, can you say that again? But sometimes, if you do that, what they were telling you isn't relevant any longer. You're in a position where you're talking to somebody, and this happens to me too, probably too many times with my kids, where I'll be driving, like thinking about something else, focused on what I'm doing, and my kids will say, Dad, look at that really cool boat. Oh, yep, mm mm-hmm. And then by the time that I actually look, the boat is gone. You missed it. It's not relevant anymore because you were distracted doing other things. Sometimes that message is only for a specific moment in time. You miss the opportunity to hear the person, right? You're distracted. You have other things going on. Now, I'll be the first one to tell you, cell phones are a big distraction, but there's also a lot of other things in our life that are distractors, right? It's not just technology, but it could be situations or circumstances. So what does this have to do with our relationship with the Lord? Keeping the fire for the Lord going in our walk and preparing us for what he's called us to do. So... We're going to start in the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 4, and I'm going to, we're going to dive into that today. What does that have to do with our relationship with the Lord, and why is it so important? So Colossians chapter 4, so, you know, one of, the, one of the points that I made last week was to be in constant communication with the Lord. What does that really mean? Well, really, that is the definition of prayer. It's the definition of prayer. So we're going to dive into what does prayer look like in our life? So turn with me, Colossians uh, chapter 4, verse 2. Eliza's got it up on the screen as well. It says, Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. 
I'm going to read that again. Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. An alert mind and a thankful heart. So to be in constant communication with the Lord means just that. That we devote ourselves to prayer. What does it mean to devote yourself to something? It means that you go all in. When you devote yourself to a spouse or to a trade or to uh, any other scenario in your life, you are being intentional about devoting, going all in for it. All in for it. So you could say almost, go all in in prayer. We are alert to what the Lord is sharing. So we have an alert mind. So we, we know what the Lord is sharing us. It's coming up from our spirit into our mind. And we're living in a world of thankfulness. Living in a world of thankfulness. Having a thankful heart. And sometimes you have to be very intentional to have a thankful heart. Sometimes it's easier to not necessarily have a grateful or a thankful heart, but it's important to have a thankful heart. So what is prayer? We talk about that. We're devoting ourselves to it. So prayer, in the simplest of terms, you could go, you could get it really deep, but I'm just going to start, we're going to start at ground zero, like simplest terms. Prayer is a conversation. Prayer is a conversation. It's how we communicate with our Heavenly Father. It's what it is. Let me ask you this. Are conversations one-sided? Let me rephrase that. Are good conversations one-sided? No. There's back and forth. There's dialogue. So, again, conversations might be one-sided, but typically they aren't always good conversations. Those types of conversations can be frustrating. You're just trying to get a word in, and the person you're talking to cuts you off or has another idea or goes and runs off and does something else. They're not always very fruitful when they're one-sided and sometimes can leave you or the other person not feeling heard because all you did was talk or all they did was talk. Conversations are meant to be mutually beneficial. Correct. You converse. So that's the, the root of the word. There's supposed to be a back and forth. There's this dialogue back and forth. So when we pray to the Lord, it should not just be one directional. It shouldn't be just one directional. It shouldn't just be us talking. A good conversation is a balance of speaking and listening. Some of the best friends that I have, you know what their best skill is? They're really good listeners. Really good listeners. You know that person that you have a conversation with and they, they're standing there and they make eye contact with you and they maybe tilt their head a little bit. They're really interested in what you're saying and you want to just tell them everything because they're so invested in that conversation. You can all probably think of a person in your life that has that sort of relationship with you where they're that good of a listener. That's who our Heavenly Father is. He listens to us all the time. And I think we've made up this idea in our mind that prayer, when we pray, has to sound or look a certain way. Now, there are specific types of prayer, and, and Jesus actually outlines that in the book of Matthew, but at the root of it, 
the end of the day, he just wants to communicate with you. And he wants you to communicate with him. He's the best listener. He listens to us all the time, right? You know, we pray and we're asking for these things. But so often when we pray, we're not leaving space to allow him to communicate back with us, right? I've got, you know, as Graham has grown older, I've realized like when he was a toddler, you know, I could just tell him, Graham, go do this and not have to explain it. He'd go, okay, dad, I'll go do it. You know, he would just go do it, right? Because he was young, he was little. But now as he's gotten older, I don't want to say he asked why, but in order to teach him and show him why, I'll explain, hey, Graham, it's important for you to keep a tidy room because of da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? We're having that conversation. Now, if I just did that and walked away and Graham didn't, didn't leave any opportunity for Graham to communicate back to me, maybe he has a question. Maybe he doesn't understand. Maybe there's something he wants to share back with me. I'm not communicating very well. And when we pray to the Lord, oftentimes it's very much like this. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need this. Or Lord, help me with this. Or whatever it may be. But how often are you pausing and actually listening? Taking time to listen to what the Lord is saying to you, what he is speaking to you. And I would tell you that that's a learned skill. Just like as you communicate with someone, you have to learn how to listen. We have to learn how to listen to the Father. It's, it's a learned skill. It's not something that we're just going to pick up right away. How do we do that? We spend time talking with him and being intentional about taking time to listen. So when you're sitting at home on your couch or wherever you spend time with the Lord, are you taking time to listen? Secondly, are you taking time away from distractions to listen? So if you've got your Bible open and you're like, Lord, speak to me, and then your phone's sitting right next to you, and murr, murr, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. All right, okay, Lord, I'm ready to listen. 20 seconds later, murr, murr, oh. you're distracted. It's no different than that conversation that we were talking about when, we, when, when I first started. You've got to find a way to eliminate the distraction. Why do you think people have prayer closets? Because you're in a closet. There's nothing there, literally nothing there, right? You eliminate the distraction. Because at the end of the day, you're going to pray all the things to the Lord, and then if you're distracted, you're not going to hear the things that he wants to share to you. You've got to be intentional about listening, listening. We've got to give time to allow the Lord to speak to us. We've got to give time to allow the Lord to speak to us. And you know, sometimes in prayer, we can find ourselves in a few different positions, a few different places. Going to the Lord only when we need something. Going to Him in times of need or struggle. But if we really want to keep the fire for the Lord burning in our life, we need to be in communication with Him when things are going well. When things are going well in your life, we need to be spending time with Him, spending time listening to Him, spending time hearing Him, giving Him thanks for all that He has done in our life. And when things aren't going well, when things aren't going well, still giving Him thanks for all the things in your life. Colossians 4.2 says, with a thankful heart, 
right? Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. So it's important that we don't just pray when it's like, man, God, this is so great. Things are awesome. Oh, but it's also when, man, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm thanking you for the things that I have, but the situation is really hard and I don't know how to handle it. Sometimes we try to wear the weight of that on our own. We want to bear the weight of that situation on our own. But if we just went to the Lord and had a conversation with him about it, not this, oh, Lord, uh, you know, like, again, just talk to him about it. He already knows the answer, right? He already knows the answer. He's already prepared the path for you to walk down. But for some reason, we feel like we need to bear the weight of those situations on our own. That's where we just need to talk to him about it. And unfortunately, circumstances can cause us and our communication with the Lord to slip. Circumstances can, because you get in your flesh and you go, oh, how am I going to do this? And I'm, I'm preaching to myself right now. Uh, how am I going to do this? How are we going to make this decision? Oh, all these things, right? Parenting, it would work, all these things, right? How am I going to make these decisions? And he's literally standing there saying, have you asked me yet? Have you asked me? Have you came to me and asked my opinion, what I would want you to do? It takes all the pressure off of you in those times, in those situations. It takes all of the pressure off of you. But it's important to us to not allow those situations or circumstances to cause us to cut off our connection to God. That's what the enemy wants. He wants us to get so entangled with our situation that we forget that there's a God who has the answer. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, feel free to turn there if you want, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Many of you know this verse. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, what are we supposed to do? Pray about everything. The CSB says, through prayer and petition with what? Thanksgiving. Remember that, that word thankful. Present your request to God. The, the New Living says, tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. There's a very key word then that's next. And I'll, I'll, we'll read the CSB. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. The NLT, that next word is then. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So the first part says, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Because of that, you could replace then with because of that, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. So if we pray about everything, tell God what we need, and we thank him for what he has done, he will then give us the peace that passes all understanding. So circumstances can come, good or bad, happy or sad, exciting or boring. What does the word tell us? Don't focus on the bad things. Don't worry about them. But what should we do? Pray about it. Pray about it. That means we should be talking to God about those things. When we're struggling with something, 
We need to talk to God about those things. Sometimes we try to hide them. Man, I'm really struggling with fear right now. I don't want to talk to God about it. He already knows. He already knows. Man, I'm really struggling with language or whatever. I, I'm just, man, I just seem like I'm constantly bringing myself down. Talk to God about it. The Holy Spirit's going to remind you of who you are and your identity and all the things that he set you free from. Talk to God about it. Don't try to hide it. Because when we do talk to God about those things, he reminds us of his promises. Just like Laura was talking about a few weeks ago, he's going to tell us, no, I didn't create you that way. I didn't create you a fearful person. I created you to be more than a conqueror. You don't have fear or anxiety. I didn't create you to that. I made you in my own image, right? He's going to remind us of the promises that he lays out for us in his word. And when he reminds us of his promises, it brings us God's peace. I'm sure many of you have, have experienced this with young children where they're, they're scared about something, right? And they run to their mom or their dad and they go, oh, this is really scary. I'll never forget. I'm going to tell a story. This is in 2020. Um, Graham, Ruby, and I were out in our front yard. It was early March. It's kind of like this year, but early March, the snow had melted, and I'm like, got the rake. I'm cleaning the yard. And we've got this, imagine like one of the garbage cans you put at the end of your street, but it's for yard waste. And I'm pushing it around the yard, and I'm doing this in Crocs, which is probably my first mistake. But I'm doing it in Crocs, and I'm raking, and I'm pushing, and I'm pushing this giant garbage can through the yard. And I don't have the lid closed on it. So I'm just, we're, we're moving fast. So I'm moving, I trip over my Crocs, and I pull the garbage can towards me. I fall into the garbage can, and if you look at those garbage cans, there's a sharp edge around the outside. Caught my head real good on the garbage can. Falling into like all this dead grass, and Grandma and Ruby, they're standing there like, Dad, are you okay? And I stand up and I can feel blood pouring down my face. And I just go and I lay down on the ground and I say, go get mom. So you can imagine what Graham and Ruby were like. They run into the house, screaming, crying, thinking I died. I hadn't, I wasn't dead. Um, but I had a gash in my forehead. Some of you maybe even remember that. I had a, ga a giant gash in my forehead. And... I ended up having to go to the urgency, ur, ur, urgency room or urgent care to get stitches. And while I was gone, for about an hour straight, Graham and Ruby were convinced, like, I wasn't coming home. Like, that was it for dad. <laughs> but what ended up causing them to not be afraid that, that was Cherie's reassurance. Dad's going to be okay. He's going to go to the doctor. They're going to get him cut. Like, it's going to be okay. And that took some time. It took some time in the, in the moment for them to calm down and like rationally think through what had happened. It's the only time I've ever had to get stitches in my life. It was very, very funny because when I got to the doctor, the doctor was like, what were you doing? I had like gra dead grass in my head. It was just, it was really bad. But I, I say all of that to say is when we come to the Lord with situations or circumstances that we're scared about, or we're unsure about, or we're worried about, and he reminds us of his promises for us, it brings us to a place where we can have peace. Just like our kiddos needed that reassurance from their mom, when we go to the heavenly, our Heavenly Father and we say, I don't, I don't know how to handle this, 
he explains to us how he's going to help us take care of it. What does that do? It brings peace into our life. And that peace will guard our hearts, our hearts and minds as we live in Christ. So keeping our fire raging for the Lord means that when negative situations come or circumstances come, we don't let them douse our fire. They're not a wet blanket to put our fire out. Instead, we go to the one who gave us the fire, focus on him, his principles, his promises, and ultimately we need to talk to him about it. When we're going through stuff, talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. He is the best listener. He will remind you, he will tell you all the things that you have going on in your life that are good, that you can be thankful for. And one important aspect of those moments are you waiting for him to speak? Like I talked about, a conversation is back and forth. And sometimes we say, okay, God, I need this. And then we wait for 10 seconds. and We don't hear anything. And you get frustrated because you didn't get a response as soon as you asked for something. But what I would tell you is patience is critical. You've got to take time to listen to hear his voice, to understand where he is leading you. There are moments that the Lord's going to give you a response right away. You're going to ask for something, he's going to download it right away, he's going to give it to you. And there's other times that he doesn't. Why? I do not know. But it's important that we have patience in those moments, to not get frustrated when we're not hearing or getting the response from the Lord that we want or expect as fast as we think it should come. His timing is way better than anything that we could ever come up with. And his timing is in line with his plan and purpose for our life. So we should have patience because we know that with patience brings what? Endurance, right? And when we have endurance, it keeps us going. And just like I was talking about last week with the fire, once you get it going, there's endurance for it. In, in order for it to go out, it takes a lot more time. So we need to be patient. We need to take time to listen to him, to hear his voice, to understand where he's leading us. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says this. Don't, you don't need to turn there. But Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, it says, When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. So you can trust that if you pray something, take time to listen. You don't need to keep coming and going, oh God. And then five seconds, oh God. You, you need to constantly renew your mind. But if you ask the Lord, you just sometimes need to wait for him to answer. Sometimes you need to wait for him to answer. You also don't need to remind him every other minute. Still waiting, Lord. Still waiting on an answer. He's going to give the answer to you when you need it most. The biggest thing is this. And, I, and I, I, if, if you take anything away from today, Prayer is simply this. At its core, it's a conversation between you and our Heavenly Father. A time to speak and a time to listen. The listening part is key. So the first, first point I want to make, if you want to stay on fire for the Lord, you have to take time to listen when in prayer. This is vital. If we want to live a life led by the Spirit, we've got to take time to listen to the Spirit. You can say, I want to be led by the Spirit as much as you want until it actually means being led by the Spirit. Are you willing to take the time? Are you willing to be patient? Are you willing to listen in order to be led by the Spirit? If you're not listening, you're doing all the talking. It's hard for him to tell you where to go next. 
I want to use this illustration because I think it's really important. Uh, in 2008, I bought Shri a Garmin Nuvi GPS. Come on, y'all, who had a GPS? So, we all had GPSs, right? Before smartphones, it was, it was the bee's knees. Oh my gosh, we're never going to get lost now. You'd get into the car, you'd, you'd punch in your address where you wanted to go, and you go, sweet, I know exactly where I'm going to go. Now, you either use the Maps app in your iPhone or Google Maps or whichever directional thing you want to use. But a GPS is there to tell us where to go. So you put in your address where you're going, and it tells you. So my Siri is Australian, because why not? Um, so she'll tell me in her Australian accent where to turn. And usually, Siri will give you a heads up, right? So if you need to get off on an exit, she's not going to wait until the minute, the, the, the moment you need to turn to tell you to go. She'd be really bad at giving direction if that were the case. No, she's going to tell you, all right, get over into this lane. In 500 feet, your exit will be on your right. She prepares you to take an exit. She prepares you to go. What's upcoming, right? But here's the, here's the, here's the kicker. If you don't listen to your GPS and you're like, yeah, I got it. I know where I'm going. You're going to miss a lot of exits, right? Especially if you're in an area you never went. You could even punch it in. She could tell you where you're going. But if you don't take time to listen to her and actually follow the instructions... You're going to get lost really fast. You're going to make a lot of U-turns because you're like, oh, there was my exit. Oh, ugh. Right? Sometimes we do take the right exit. And other times we miss it. Where she's trying to tell us, and, and Shree's usually my co-pilot. If I'm driving, she's the co-pilot. Like, she, she'll tell me, like, okay. And when we first started, like, when we first started driving together, it was not, we were not in good communication. I'd be like, no, you need to tell me sooner. It was, it was that prototypical, like, ah. Uh, and now she knows, like, okay, this is how Adam thinks when he's driving. You know, all the things. The Lord knows exactly how we think and the path that we're going. So he's going to give you the direction in your life ahead of time. But he's not going to tell you, in 200 miles, you need to take this exit because you're going to forget about it, right? He's going to tell you what's right ahead of you, right in front of you, what you need to do next, just like Siri does. She doesn't tell us what's gonna, what happens at the end of the journey. Now, if you, if you use MapQuest, maybe you look at it, right? I, right? We've, we've, uh, we've, we've gone to now where it's just instantaneous, right? But when, you, when you're with the Lord, he's going to do that. He's going to give you the direction for your life if you listen to him of what's next. Because if he tells you what's five steps ahead, you might go a totally different route to get there. You're probably still going to end up there. But the journey is going to take you a lot longer. So what could have taken you 30 minutes might take you an hour and a half because you're going to get lost. So just like we need to pray and ask the Lord for direction in our life, it's important for us to take time to listen to him because he's going to give you the steps to take next. First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 tells us this. And we are confident that he hears us when any, whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know that he, hear, he hears us when we make our requests, requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Prayer doesn't have to be fancy. Prayer doesn't have to be fancy. We don't need to put on a show for the Lord. We don't need to be someone that we're not. Talk to him like you talk to your spouse, to your best friend. At the end of the day, all he wants is for you to put him first. That's what he wants. He just wants you to put him first. 
right? I'll never forget, there was a moment. We used to have cable TV, we do not anymore. I used to watch Sports Center every morning. If any of you watch Sports Center, it's pretty awesome. It used to be at least. Uh, but it, it would get to the point where it would take front seat over anything else. So Sheree would be trying to have a conversation with me, and I would be so tuned into Sports Center, I wouldn't even know that she was trying to have a conversation with me. And it led to this point of contention where you're putting the TV before you are me in, our, in this relationship. At the end of the day, God wants us to put him first. So when you wake up in the morning, are you putting him first? Are you saying, even it might be as simple as, thank you, Lord, for this day, that I have a beautiful family, that I have a home to, lay, to, to live in, that I have a job. Are you taking the time to thank him when you wake up? Are you taking the time to thank him before you go to bed? Are you aware of him throughout the day? He wants you to put him first. He wants you to put him first. The second point I want to make today, so the first one, point number one, let me find it in my notes. Point number two is this. If you want to stay on fire for the Lord, you have to keep on praying. Keep on praying. Even when it doesn't happen in the time that you had planned, keep on praying. Psalm the book of Psalm, chapter, 16, or chapter 116, verses 1 and 2, it says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. We've got to keep on praying, even when it's hard. And we, when we place our faith in Christ, we put our trust in him no matter the situation or circumstance. That's what you're saying. I put my faith in you no matter what is happening around you. And our prayer life should be an example of that, that we should keep on praying. And you know why we should keep on praying? When we don't give up, when we are steadfast, when we are consistent, when we continue to surrender our will, our way in prayer with Jesus, it not only strengthens our faith, it encourages our spirit, and it ultimately keeps our focus on him instead of on us. So when we keep on praying, even when the going gets tough, it strengthens our faith, it encourages our spirit, and it keeps our focus on him instead of on us. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, and you'll see the CSB, I'm going to read the New Living Translation. It says, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. The CSB says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Jesus makes it pretty clear. We need to keep on praying. Why? Because when we ask, we what? We receive. When we seek, we find. When we knock, the door is open to us. So we have to keep on praying. But you know what Jesus doesn't say in that verse? You know what critical part is not included in there, on, I believe, on purpose? There is no reference of time. He doesn't say, keep on asking for a little while longer or for a day 
or for a week. He just says, keep on asking. He just says, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. He doesn't put a timestamp on it. Keep on keeping on, exactly. He doesn't say, if you ask, you'll get it tomorrow. He just says, you will receive it in his timing. And too often, we're just not patient people. We ask God for something, and if it isn't in our lap instantly, we think he didn't hear us, right? Our prayer didn't work. Or something's wrong with us. That's why he didn't answer my prayer. Something's wrong with me. Sometimes he doesn't answer our prayer immediately. And we don't, I don't always know why. But sometimes it's because he needs to use you in a specific situation. So what do we need to keep on doing? We need to keep on praying. Keep on praying. Since we know that prayer is communicating with God and we need to be in constant communication with him to keep our fire going strong, we need to keep on praying. And we need to have an expectation when we pray that he is going to do it. That when we are in that communication that we know and we trust that God is going to come through, he is going to do it. Even when it's not when we expect him to or how we expect him to do it, that he's going to come through. So as I, as I begin to close here, it says, staying on fire for the Lord is so important for our walk with Jesus. We stay close to him. We stay close by communicating with him. We communicate with him through prayer. So first, we need to make sure that we're taking time to listen when we pray. Take time to listen when we pray. Don't just make requests, but take time to listen. Second, we need to keep on praying. The Lord is good to his word and will come through. It just might not be in your timing. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, tells us this. It says, Then, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will restore their land. Who are called by my name, that's us. We are all called by the name of Jesus. When you accept Christ in your life, you have a new identity in him. They will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear them from heaven and will forgive their sins and will restore their land. And when we do that, we know that through Jesus, the veil was torn, that we can come boldly before his throne. Hebrews chapter four tells us, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. We stay on fire for God when we are in constant communication with him. Keep on praying. I want to encourage you today. Keep on praying. It's so vital for you in your walk with the Lord that if you are steadfast, you are consistent, and you take the time to not only communicate with him, but to listen to him. He will lead and guide every single step. Mm -hmm. 
I hope that message brought encouragement to you today. We would love for you to join us on Sunday mornings in Lakeland, Minnesota. If you want to learn more about Glory Church, head on over to our website at glorychurchmn.org. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.